1: Welcome to Switched On Pop at On Air Fest 2021. I'm songwriter Charlie Harding. And I'm musicologist Nate Sloan. On Switched On Pop, we talk to songwriters and artists about how they make great songs. And most songs are written with two or more people in the room. And something we've never done before is pair two of the best songwriters in the business to break down how they create a successful collaboration.
2: <laughs> Dan Wilson is the band leader of Semisonic, famous for his song Closing Time and his Grammy award-winning songwriting on The Chicks, Not Ready to Make Nice, and Adele's Someone Like You. Dan's name frequently comes up as both a great co-writer and a bit of a musical philosopher. Recently, he shared his top songwriting and collaboration tips published as a deck of cards called Words and Music in Six Seconds that's making its way around the songwriting community. And we want to share five of his ground rules for collaboration using the case study of a song Dan co-wrote with Teddy Geiger.
1: Teddy Geiger is a Grammy-nominated songwriter who's written countless number ones. You've likely heard her work with Shawn Mendes, Leon Bridges, Christina Aguilera, among many others. She's also a critically acclaimed artist who's just released a single called Love Somebody, which she wrote with her friend of the show, Ricky Reed, been on recently, and uh, and of course, Dan Wilson. Teddy and Dan, welcome to Switched on Pop. Thank you. Thanks for having us.
3: Thanks for having us. Yeah.
2: Let's dive into some of these ground rules for collaboration and and maybe we can hear how they influenced the the writing of Love Somebody.
4: somebody?
2: So let's start with number one.
5: Number one. Try it. Don't say no to an idea until you've heard it.
2: So songwriters usually collaborate in day-long, intimate, in-person co-writes. But this song, Love Somebody, came together remotely at the beginning of the pandemic. So, Teddy, would you previously have done remote sessions like this? And maybe did letting go of the ideal songwriting session change your creative process at all?
3: Well, some of it, for me, it's hard because, like, especially being in a room with people like Dan and Ricky, it's, like, intimidating. Mm. So, it was nice to be able to have, like, some space in between where I wouldn't be observed. I could kind of, like, pop off for a second and do some singing and try some stuff and then, like show it to them, thinking about that idea that of trying it Mm. before saying no, it kind of, there was some space for me to try some stuff, even for myself without kind of telling myself like, Oh no, I don't know if that would be right. Or I don't know what they, they would think of that. And kind of being able to just be like, "Well, like in this moment I'm alone. So let me just do what I'm thinking. And then I can send it to them and then we can see where that, whereas in the room, I might be more timid or something. I don't know.
4: Mm.
5: Remote music is happening. So (laughs) Dan, um, we're going to listen to something that we've kind of been going back and forth remotely on. We texted some lyrics today, etc. It is currently not really in a song form.
2: Interesting.
1: Yeah, you recorded this as part of Ricky Reed's Nice Live series that he ran for a number of months, bringing songwriters together. Yes. And when you initially brought some vocals to Ricky, it was just kind of gobbledygook, trying on some melodies, no real words coming together.
3: I don't have real lyrics. The, the lyrics that I was playing around with was hearts breaking too. Something about saying sorry.
4: Uh. That's what you
3: do when you love somebody or something like when, but oh. I don't really...
1: And then you disappear. Yeah. He works on stuff, you pop back in. Teddy,
0: you ready? Ready.
1: And eventually a melody emerges.
4: I don't know what yeah. the melody is. Oh yeah.
0: When
4: love yeah, that's cool. oh, yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: yeah. So there was like basically, I had some of the verse stuff that was goop. and then I'd been thinking about Dan and Ricky and basically how they are as fathers and what amazing fathers they are and their relationship with their kids and like how much love is expressed and like I've cried on many occasions with that kind of thing coming up in me and my own relationship with my dad is like very different and I talked about my father with especially a lot with Ricky and a little bit with Dan
2: okay and here's a little bit of that conversation from Ricky Reed's nice live session
3: is there a,
0: a clear-cut storyline? What are you thinking lyrically here?
3: I pulled a lot from my relationship with my father. That That's kind of the heart of the thing. Wow. I have no idea what to do with him. So I kind of felt comfortable bringing that stuff to the table and then start began talking about that with them on the thing. And then the Love Somebody chorus kind of like grew out of hmm. us just kind of discussing, like, what is that thing? Where it's like, can you just, like... Just do what you do when you love somebody.
4: Teddy, this is awesome. You do, you do? Do love okay.
3: Just do it. Just try it. Like. So it, that was the theme. And after that chorus got on it, it was kind of like, it, I, for me, it just all kind of made sense.
5: <laughs> that was my sense of that chorus, too. It was like, like a, one of the great things about one of the yes filled things about the session was that it was somehow even more um, stream of consciousness in the vocals, in the way that the track, you know, Ricky was putting the track together and you were putting the track together. And I was just kind of randomly sending guitar ideas that no one knew where the bar line was on, on the jams that I was making. Dan, are these in, in time with what we're doing here? Start on the downbeat, even if there's a, a rest. Great. Let me see here. Me... There we go. <laughs> there was something about even the the lyrics or the way you were singing the various sections of the song that once you sang that chorus, all of those dreamy ad-libs like made sense suddenly and Hmm. didn't need to be attended to in any way. You know, they were just what they were. And that that was really an an inspiring aspect of it.
3: Yeah, totally. It kind of, yeah, unlocked it in this interesting way.
5: Let's go to ground rule number two. Number two, propose alternate ideas.
1: So, Dan, when we were speaking the other day, you told me that Teddy is one of those songwriters who can most profoundly and quickly change a song right in front of you in this really powerful way. Yeah. Dan, why is Teddy's ability to provide new ideas so valuable as a collaborator?
5: When Teddy and I collaborate, there is this thing that can happen where it looks like she's pushing like three keys on the computer and then, <laughs> and then press play and what comes out is this completely different sounding thing. The morphing can happen so fast. I guess when I think about the the whole thing of proposed alternate ideas, if someone is fast and can get into that flow, it kind of spares you the experience of having to consider an alternate idea If someone goes like, "What if what if we tried this then everyone's tempted to go, "I don't know, you know like everyone's tempted to worry about <laughs> it, but the way Teddy does it is just turn it upside down and here, listen to that, like really fast. And you don't have time to like consider. It just happens. And that's amazing to me.
3: Well, I'm thinking about it from my perspective too. A lot of the time it feels very, I'm so confused. (laughs) Like like something happens and it's like, Ooh yeah, that's good. And then there's all these things hanging off it. And then like, and I was, I'm thinking about like, even when we were working with, um, on noise in the system Mm -hmm. which isn't even out yet it's something i'm finishing for another thing but it it, it was like blah blah blah. and then you kind of had this thing that you had written down where you were like let's cut through the noise in the system and all of a sudden the whole thing was like okay makes sense like even the mute like as soon as that statement was sung on it and in the way we it came and then it was like let's cut through the noise in the system (laughs) And then all of a sudden, like all the rhythms just in that cadence and that lyric kind of like, and then it's easy to go like, okay, cool. Like put everything where it should be supporting the thing.
5: Yeah.
3: So it does almost like, from my mind, I, I'm really confused a lot of times. There's like a lot of pieces <laughs> and they're a part of something, but until like there's a new idea, sometimes the new idea can clarify the whole thing in a way that like I'd never expect you know it's like all of a sudden it
5: makes sense maybe keeping it like if you're working on a track and sort of the track is happening and the song is happening all at the same time maybe keeping the track unsettled like yeah. off balance ever slightly changing is a way to kind of hmm. give a, a path in for new ideas and, and, and totally in that case the whole proposed alternate ideas is, is more like don't get stuck on your conception of it, of what you thought it was supposed to become. Mm. Just just let go of what what it was supposed to become, you know?
3: Yeah, exactly.
1: Teddy, your description of that sort of feeling lost and finding that piece and it all coming together reminds me of this other card that Dan wrote (laughs) that I really love that I just found, which is writing a song is like creating a puzzle and then trying to solve it yourself. Not every puzzle has a solution, (laughs) but that's okay. Trying to solve a puzzle is fun.
2: Right.
5: Yeah. I agree with myself. (laughs) Exactly.
2: Right. So sometimes, I guess the idea is sometimes you just, you don't complete the puzzle, you just arrange the pieces in like a new shape that's (laughs) pleasing to you and say, oh, I did it.
3: And sometimes the puzzle you're thinking, and this is, Dan, I think what you were kind of saying, like the puzzle that's there, like might not be the puzzle you think it is. And like, if you just think about it, like upside down, all of a sudden it's like, oh, Right, and like I didn't even know the puzzle I made. It's like, ooh, (laughs) like that's so pretty.
5: (laughs) Yeah. What happened?
3: What just happened? There, I didn't. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Okay. Don't say no. Propose alternate ideas. Dan, can you lay some ground rule number three on us?
5: All right. So I I I picked up the deck so I can pretend to be reading from the deck. (laughs) 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 Number three, find the good in it. Your partner isn't crazy.
2: Okay, Teddy, your lyrics on Love Somebody are ambiguous, but roughly it seems to be about someone like begging the object of their affection to learn to love more empathetically.
4: I know nobody's perfect, but I don't deserve, this. No, I don't deserve
2: it. And your inspiration for the song was unconventional. It's not your typical heartbreak song.
3: Totally. I mean, it's about me and my dad, but then like, it's also just a more general statement. Like in there's so many situations where there's like opportunities for love and teaching and like creating space for people to be like who they are. And then there's also this like impulse to control and the other side, I don't know.
4: (laughs)
5: Some of these things that that I wrote are probably kind of the same thing said in different ways, but hmm. I think find the good in it is more a way of saying just because you you have a skeptical thought about the latest suggestion um, doesn't mean you're right. You might be behind the curve a little bit yeah. in the moment during the session. You might be you might be still a half hour ago. The other person suggests something that like turns it upside down. Like Teddy was saying, you know, the puzzle is now an upside down puzzle and you're still a half hour ago, you gotta just go, all right, I'm just gonna bite my tongue and like see where this is going. It's always surprising.
3: There's always surprises, even a piece of music, you know, like that you heard since you were, I don't know, I'm thinking of like uh, rock music I heard as a kid that like I wasn't into and then all of a sudden it like makes sense yeah. and you're like, oh, I love this yeah. music. It's like, yeah. and even the thing you're working on, like just cause that day, it's not necessarily for you. If the other people or the people you're working with are feeling something real, like, Let's follow that.
5: I know that you're on to something. I'm trusting you. Also, we can all think of, like, songs that became really important to us, and the first time <laughs> we heard them, we were like, eh. Hmm. Yeah. You know, not a, you know, I don't like this new, you know, so, so-and-so's so new single. And then, like, four times in, and, and you can't get enough, and it's yeah. c- completely skewering you, you know? And exactly. You got to... You the same can be the same way in the session, you know, just because your first impression is like, man, I don't know. Or That's, the opposite. Like, almost like or yeah, it doesn't mean anything. It's like you gotta just let go of that. Sometimes
3: like, Yeah, this is the best thing I've ever done. You play it to everybody and they're like,
5: I'm <laughs> here. Oh <you." Ooh. laughs> Yeah, nice try. <laughs> yeah. It sounds
3: like you had fun. Yeah. Oh
5: yeah, you guys are great.
2: <laughs> I like this rule a lot and it, and it strikes me that it's not it, it it applies to perhaps more than songwriting too like when charlie and i are are collaborating and we're you know designing a podcast i want this rule like stuck in on on top of my computer and being like no charlie he's not crazy find the good go with him i i really i really dig that advice
3: I use that a lot in my like uh, love relationships as well, right? I think so. Like that feeling is real. Like let's figure out where we can meet. Mm. Yeah, yeah.
1: Art in general as well. Thinking that like Teddy, you're bringing this idea of like I'm feeling inspired by the way that Dan you are as a father, and it makes me think of the struggles with my own father. It's like that sounds more like a conversation for therapy and not maybe, like, mm. good songwriting material because, you know, like, I haven't heard many songs about relationships with fathers. Maybe, like, I don't know, what comes to mind?
3: There's some.
1: Yeah, there's probably...
3: Cats in the Crills, <laughs> so that one, and then the other one, the other Cat Stevens one. Oh, yeah, that's right.
2: <laughs> Papa was a rolling stone. There you yeah. go. All right. Yeah. I mean, I'm proven wrong. It's not It's not, time not, time it's not that conventional, though, but it's like... <laughs> <laughs>
1: You find the good in that idea and then it it translates. And you know, when I see the video of you performing this song, oh the fact God. that it's coming from such a real place, it's a very powerful image. There's real tears in there. Yeah.
3: Which I didn't expect, I thought it would be like cool, but then like, I kind of was like whatever, and I just did a couple takes in it like, whoa, just slow down a little, like, <laughs> <Yeah.
4: laughs>
3: try to like, Love yeah. somebody? <laughs> yeah, just yeah. for a second, like yeah. before, you know.
0: and those relaxing vacation vibes can keep going at the airport in the Centurion Lounge just a splash before you board the plane back to reality that's the powerful backing of American Express see how to elevate your travel experiences at americanexpresscom Amex. terms apply tonight
5: only on
2: disney plus my
0: name is taylor welcome to the eras tour
2: experience taylor swift's record-breaking eras tour Fiera's tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tonight, only on Disney+. Plus.
1: Move on to uh, ground rule number four.
5: Number four, explanations are unhelpful. Resist the temptation.
1: (laughs) 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 Sounds like there's a lot here. I like
5: framing it as a temptation. I like framing it as like your (laughs) desire to explain right now. It's just you wanting to have an experience. You, you want to have the experience. Yeah, I, have a,
3: I know. Uh.
1: Dan, get into it. On, you know, on the one hand, we want to collaborate and share what's inspiring to us, but you say that explanations are unhelpful. What do you mean here?
5: The test case I have in my mind is, is Teddy, Ricky, me. In, in that setting, I don't really suspect that any of us are that tempted to explain but it's sort of unfair because we know each other and, we, and we've hung out a lot over time and there's a lot of trust, you know. But I can even imagine, though, Ricky saying, okay, on the other hand, here's a home for this song or here's where I think this could go. Like, here's what could happen with this song. Not necessarily a commercial outcome, but more like I could imagine it becoming this kind of groove or this kind of, mm. this style. And But he's very quick about it. He doesn't belabor it and try to, like, convince you. He just quickly lays out, it could be this style of dance beat. I think that could really work with this. And then it and then he just leaves it to us to go, okay. Yeah. Very different than explaining right. at yeah. length, you know. He's offering you something you can hear
3: even if it's right. only in your mind. Right. right. He's he's saying this rhythm, and then you can go, oh. Yeah. Yeah. And then he makes it like in two seconds. <laughs>
5: yeah. Teddy and I have both worked with a lot of artists who maybe maybe they're early in in their sort of like arc of writing songs with other people or writing songs or being an artist or whatever it might be. There is a temptation at that point, I think, if you're not totally secure in yourself or you're not totally like, you haven't totally felt like you credentialed yourself, maybe Hmm. there's a temptation to lobby for your idea instead of just getting it out into the airwaves and like, you know, everyone hearing it. I think sometimes people are tempted to to use argument to try to make their idea stick to the song and i get that i definitely hmm. i empathize with that but i if i look back on my life i kind of wish i'd spent every second i spent doing that just thinking of other licks or another line of lyrics or just keeping that flow going that's so it's me almost like saying i wish that i had made sure to explain minimally because it never really did help
3: yeah Keeping the theoretical to a minimum. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, in, a, in what? We, it's like, even if some start being like, and then there could be like this drop. It's like all of a sudden you're like running away from writing a song and this theoretical drop you may or may not stumble on. It's like, well,
5: yeah. I think I'm going to suggest that at, at the next, next session. We need, You know what we need right now is a theoretical drop.
3: <laughs> yeah exactly just some blank space you the- <laughs> i promise
1: you if you, if you all do that that we will spend an entire podcast analyzing your theoretical drop after the fact exactly so do it for us yes. please
3: <laughs> like a silence drop like the whole it's like great verse like great pre-chorus and then like a little tag and then just
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh man um Okay. Great. Don't say no Propose alternate ideas Find the good in it Explanations are unhelpful Let's get one more ground rule For collaboration All on right. the table right. Dan
5: uh, uh, I'm going to have to use my fingers for the quotes The sounds like Game is usually A waste of time
2: So, Teddy, Love Somebody sounds like very little else. (laughs) It mashes up modern drum production with marimba, guitars, super intimate vocals. Why does comparing your song to others get in the way of the creative process?
3: It's just kind of irrelevant (laughs) (laughs) in a certain sense. It just is going to cut down on your opportunity for... It always just bums me out. It's like, if if really, it's like... There it is. It's like, I don't want to just make another
5: one of those. If you're working on a piece or a song and somebody in the session is worried that it's starting to sound like some familiar other song, you know, and they start to worry about that. Hmm. It helps if you just sound like yourself a lot. If you sound like yourself a lot and you're pretty comfortable with that, then... It's never going to be any worse than oh that song that sounds like me and it also sounds like this other thing. Yeah, I mean it's it's you know it's not going to be just a cop. You know, totally. I feel like just when somebody goes into I think part of what we're, what we're like a theme we're sort of uncovering in all this is like what Teddy called the theoretical. If you're writing a a melody and a, and one of the people you're working with goes oh that sounds just like Les Mis, okay. you know some song from Les Mis, like well my sense is like sure right now maybe it does and maybe it doesn't but. An hour f- hour from now, like two of those notes are going to be different just by accident, mm. and someone will have suggested a new series of words at the end, and the melodies change because you fit those words into the melody, and you you meandered away from, you know, ripping off Les Mis because the process just works like that. So just like and you know, almost like just don't worry. Exactly,
3: that one was really helpful to me because that would come up all the time in sessions. Hmm oh, does it sound too much like that? And it's like
4: mm-hmm. you
3: spend an hour of your day like thinking about it or we could just change it like and trying to, re- but then nothing quite <laughs> feels as good. And then, yeah, exactly. If you don't worry about it, it's like the right mutation appears.
5: Yes. And you're, and I, I completely relate to that thing about Okay, I guess. Do we change a few notes, kind of strategically, and then, like, in your heart, you're going, "Well, but now it sucks. It's not good anymore." <laughs> totally, it's not purely. good anymore because oh,
3: no, it wants that arc. It wants, which is why the other thing That's has why it. Why it's good. That's why the other thing has yeah. it because it's because it because it's in that it's a, but yeah it's an expression yeah. of the thing and then it's
4: like
2: yeah <laughs> right as as we're having this conversation i'm 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 starting to realize that these rules don't exist like in isolation they interact with one another and they build momentum like i want to write a song now i'm feeling this <laughs> i'm like it's it's unlocking something it's very cool
5: and that's what we all do with each other if one of us is having a an unfree kind of day or a bad day or a self-critical day or whatever and we get together and do a session you can kind of count on someone else in the session overflowing with the sort of freedom that you wanted to have you know it's it's it's, it's, all these things we're talking about I think are are almost like interpersonal rather than you know make sure that the second pre-chorus has a few notes from the first verse you know and make sure that your X part of the song is higher or lower. You know, none of that makes any sense to us really when we're working, you know.
3: Yeah, the rules more pertain to the setting up like a little resonant creative organism Mm. with multiple minds attached to it. Yeah. And how, how can you, like the rules apply to how does that stay alive and what is gonna hurt that creative organism that we share in whatever
5: space. Teddy, you said something last time we talked, similar to what you just said about like, almost like, and you made this gesture, like almost like preparing like a space. And I sort of imagine that within that space you're creating, that's the place where that sort of ad libby vocal at the beginning of Love Somebody Comes From, you know, like Hmm. that's the space where those kind of mash up this doesn't necessarily belong with this, but here they are together and it's amazing. You know, th- that's like, a, it's like a space of like freedom. And if you have to relax yourself beforehand, if you have to like have, you know, some snacks ready, if you, if you, if you, ha- you have to know when it's time to like drive down the hill and get, a, you know, a, a burrito or, or, you know, sure. like an espresso or whatever it might be, you know, th- that's all like keeping, keeping that space kind of sort of sacred or ready for you. Just ready. That's all, that's all we can really yeah. guarantee. Which sometimes it
3: takes time. Like, sometimes I'll, sh- you know, I don't feel like I have access to that until... I've been, like, building fires in the fireplace at the studio sometimes just because it's, like, fun to, like, yeah. build a little thing and have yeah. introduce some energy and then watch yeah. it, like, feed back and build into a fire and, like, that starts slowing down because I start thinking about mm-hmm. that. I'm not thinking about, like all the other and that that's been helping
5: yeah
3: but i if you can find little rituals i feel like just for the personal kind of like get get the mind off the and kind of get it a little more present with what's right in front and then i don't know that helps me
5: yeah
3: or sometimes i've then then especially if i'm alone i'm like what am i even doing if i'm running off of just like thoughts of what i should be doing or thoughts of what you know needs it's like i'm just don't i like forget Mm. where i am
2: is there a card about snacks dan
3: (laughs) there is yeah snacks (laughs) make sure to dan has some the one you did at my house you did one in my backyard that was like You'd go outside of oh
5: nice yeah and that's right because
3: I, <laughs> I had been like locked in I think to some degree and you needed to you know you probably felt this urge to go out and we're like it's okay to like take a break and then I saw it on my Instagram later I was like oh I'm so embarrassed
5: <laughs> with your back like with your back hillside yeah well the hillside really gave me the thought because I, was, I like walked out and I was like okay I'm just gonna stand on the on the porch and then I just looked down the, the hills into the you know at your neighboring houses and stuff and I just suddenly felt so good and that it looked so good but I also felt like oh geez everybody needs to do this totally
1: <laughs> Teddy you said that you sometimes will apply some of Dan's songwriting wisdom into love relationships and I think I personally relate to this one we have a major part of a producer's job making sure the musicians get fed before things get ugly <laughs>
3: That's more like family. I'm not there yet. But...
1: <laughs> right. That's, that's family real. for sure.
2: That's real. Yeah. We should all have that yeah, tattooed somewhere uh, where you won't forget it. We
5: either all hate each other or we're really hungry. I can't it's hard to tell. Uh, yeah. The fog. <laughs> the fog, exactly.
1: I guess all I have to say is Teddy Dan. Thank you for sharing your work with us today, and thank you on AirFest and everyone who tuned in.
5: That was awesome.
3: Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, that was amazing. So fun.
2: Switched On Pop is produced by Bridget Armstrong, Charlie Harding, and Nate Sloan. Today, we're engineered by Bill Lance. Illustrations by Iris Gottlieb, and our community manager is Abby Barr. Our executive producers are Hannah Rosen and Nishat Kurwa. We're a production of the Vox Media Podcast Network and Vulture. Bonus material like playlists and articles pop up every
1: week on our Twitter and Instagram at SwitchedOnPop, and we'll post the link to Love Somebody there in the show notes as well. Um, we'll be back again next Tuesday, and until then, thanks for listening.
2: Thanks for listening.
0: When you're an American Express Platinum card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on?